Good morning, Greenwich. Welcome to Fashion Friday. All right, let's talk about it. Trends on the street, my favorite topic. Not just any trend, but trends on the street. I wanted to chat a little bit about all this talk about uh, street style. You know, there's always that word, that phrase that gets used. I use it all the time. It's it's become a thing. I've noticed it's become a thing. So I thought, let's talk about it. Let's address it. Um, it the biggest, most obvious trend around, um, it was in spring. We saw it last fall. It's heavy going into this fall as well, is 90s and the 80s. It's 80s and 90s. We were they hang, hung up a little bit on the 70s for a while. Now we're seeing more than 90s with a mix, a healthy dose of the 80s as well. So trends like what they're calling it, dad sneakers, you know, the chunky white, all white Reeboks, the old school Reeboks, uh, body suits. Remember girls used to wear bodies. I remember wearing body suits in the, in the 80s. And velvet chokers or any choker for that matter. That was a 90s thing, I believe. Um, I don't know. I feel like some of those trends overlapped into the two decades. So... One trend that I was not looking forward to resurrecting, and I actually thought about this, so I don't know, a couple months ago, popped in my head when it was having a remember when kind of conversation with a girlfriend. Remember when, and you fill in the blank, we used to, and it's usually something silly that you wore or silly that you did, and uh, this trend is coming back, and I'm like, oh no, are you ready for it? Neon. <laughs> Neon. Okay, so let me just say this. As a preteen, circa, I want to say 1984, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole Madonna era, the rubber bracelets up my arm, the big bow in the hair, the ha- you know, the hairband, um, you know, when she did the, the album Like a Virgin. Um, I had a neon sweatshirt. I actually had two neon sweatshirts, I remember, oversized, of course, with with leggings I wore, a neon pink, and I had a neon yellow. I'm looking at a highlighter. That was the color of my sweatshirt and probably had a bunch of other little neon things. But again, I was a preteen or teen, you know, going into my teens, a lot different (laughs) than a woman in my 40s. So um, yeah, And, and here's how it's being worn, head to toe nonetheless. So yeah, not one I'm gonna jump on. I'm not saying no, completely. So I'm not, I thought about this, by the way. And Bob, you popped into my mind as I was thinking about this, because here's how I would wear it. I would wear neon sneakers and we like, we love our sneakers. Oh. That's the way I would wear it. Now, I would not wear it head to toe. And and uh, I just saw pictures from the VMAs recently and uh, a couple other pictures on social media. So I've seen, of course, Kim Kardashian doing this head to toe neon trend. Blake Lively, who, by the way, looked fantastic, but that's Blake Lively, and, you know, she's on the red carpet. Different story. And I saw someone else also did it. Was it um, Nicki Minaj or somebody? There was another celebrity that did the head-to-toe, J-Lo, maybe? Head-to-toe neon. And I thought, yeah, no, it's not for me. Because that's how it's being worn, head-to-toe. It's a lot. So, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. But I would do a sneaker. Don't you think You're that's... very adventuresome with your shoes anyway, that, so I'm not too true. surprised to hear this. This is true, yeah. But I thought about that, and I thought, oh, yeah, it would be cute in you know, a runner's shoe or, or even a high heel maybe with a little pop or something. Hmm. An accessory, I would do it. Or maybe even like a athleisure, street style, like a windbreaker, some sort of gym clothing. Yes, but not head to toe and not in my... You know, serious 
semi-formal wear <laughs> or or uh yeah i i don't i i don't see like a full-on neon green suit no i can't <laughs> <laughs> i can't not for me so i won't be doing that um I, I can't embrace that. And here's the thing. Here's why I'm telling you this is going to be a thing, if it's not already, because it was on the runways of Moschino, Prada, and Marnie. I refreshed my Fashion Week notes from February, which was showing what's coming for fall. And if it's on those runways, you can be sure it will hit mainstream of Zara, Topshop, and H&M. For sure. 100%. Okay. So. Neon's coming back. So, I don't. yeah, I may just have to say pass on this one. Again, with the exception of a little little dose here and there. So if I come in head to toe neon, you need to remind me of this conversation. <laughs> I'll ask you where the light switch is. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So anyway, but anyway, I'm thinking about this. So what are your thoughts, Bob? What are your thoughts on this whole like the 80s and 90s trends coming back? Now, I know we can say one of two. We can say, well, almost everything old is everything new is old. Everything old is new again. Things always repeat, blah, blah, blah. But don't you feel like the 80s and 90s is a little too soon to come back? What are your thoughts on this hmm. in general? It depends if it were a popular thing that maybe didn't go long enough. Like, oh. well, J-Lo and in the most recent uh, VMA awards, yeah. one of the dance routines she did, she had on the, these very loose pants, like the old... The MC Hammer pants? Yeah. Yes. I think I saw a picture of that. I didn't see the VMAs, but I saw pictures of what she wore. And I thought, well, that yeah, for what she's doing, that could still work. Right. R- right. What she's doing. She's an entertainer. She's mm. on stage. She's in the no, music industry. Yeah, right. right. You're right. It worked then. And, uh, you know, even the outfits she wore, she wore a lot of Versace, the print, 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 heavy prints. It worked fine on stage or for her after party. But, and she's J-Lo. But... If I were to see her or anybody else just on the street, um, I don't know. You know, I think time and place. Hmm. So you're saying the trend, maybe if it comes back and it didn't, it wasn't quite a success before. Or not or just a success have, for long enough. Just didn't have longevity. Yeah. And it, yeah. I guess, yeah, maybe. And it comes back and I like when it comes back in a little bit of a newer way, like a twist to it. I don't Almost know. always has to. Yeah. I just yeah. feel like this is too soon, especially the 90s. I'm thinking, come on. I mean, <laughs> I guess it was a while ago, but I'd like to think it was not. Yeah. I get, I'd like to think it was not. I don't know. This whole thing is really bothering me. I th- maybe I'm just feeling old. I don't know. But I just think, t- I mean, it's, is someone dare going to say the 90s were things were vintage? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope not. No. no, no, no. You can't. can't. I think the rule on that, but I think the official rule on that is 20 years or older. It can be considered vintage. I think that. What, what was the iconic 90s piece? Or was there one? I don't know. Was there one? I don't know if there was one. I feel like there were several. There was, you know, like I said, bodysuits. And I remember the chokers around the neck the girls oh, right, were wearing. Right, right. I remember the oversized denim jackets that oh. are now back. Okay. I remember those, you know, like a denim jacket, but it's bigger and kind of almost like a boyfriend denim jacket. Um, Again, a lot of it, that late 80s kind of fell into the early 90s. So I guess we're depending on if you're talking 1999 going into 2000 or 1992, I feel like there is a big difference. 
I mean, I think about, you know, 1990, gosh, I was in high school. And then if you think 1999 into 2000, I was clearly not. And it seemed like I was, you know, in a much different place. But, you know, that's different. That's 20s. I was in my 20s. Um, but I don't know. I guess there wasn't one big thing. You're, I guess you're right. I think about it. There were several things in the 90s that were a lot of minimalism in the 90s. I remember all the jewelry shrunk. Everything got teeny tiny. Oh. Yes, I remember that. And I remember Anna Wintour saying, big bull jewelry is, is out. Now, this isn't a quote, but something like it's out. And so everybody, nobody had big bull jewelry. And I remember hearing about Alexis Batar, one of the best jewelry designers I think that you know walks the face of the earth that does all that heavy loose sight jewelry was had just gotten started apparently and was really trying to make a go of it and you know he's got a great success story by the way who's now a huge brand um, but was just starting to make these big chunky pieces out of loose sight and so every magazine basically had like all delicate little teeny tiny pieces nothing was chunky that I remember that I remember the jewelry from the 90s and it was very minimalism Everything was minimal. Nothing was, you know, overdone because we had come from the 80s where it was shoulder pads and, you know, the dynasty era where everything was like the makeup and the hair was big, the makeup, everything was big, big, big. So we went small, small, small. That's how it always goes. It's like a Mm -hmm. pendulum, you know. So I don't know. I just have mixed emotions about this, I guess. I just think 80s I can do, again, because I feel like there was more time and I feel like when I think of certain things – like, I think of graffiti print right away when I think of 80s. I think of, like, on clothing, you know, like, bright colors, sort of chunky graffiti print. I like that in, if it were updated, an updated version. Um, I like this whole, what they're calling a dad sneaker, a chunky, it's basically a big chunky sneaker. Obviously, I like that. And again, it is updated. It's not what exactly what it was. I yeah. like the high-waisted denim that we used to see a lot of supermodels used to wear, I remember, um, so nineties, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. No, wait, so is it po- fair for me to say that when in the eighties, there were styles you were looking at that you kind of thought were interesting, but you said, I'm not the right age for that. But now those styles are coming back and you're saying, I'm not, I, I'm the right age for that now. Is that possibly what makes them attractive? Maybe, hmm. maybe that, you know what? You're probably right. That probably is a factor to some degree, because um, again, 80s, I'm thinking of how old I was, you know, I was a preteen and a teen. Um, so yeah, some things probably weren't appropriate for me, or mm. or maybe I just wasn't, you know, at that time, I mean, I was, I was private school, so I probably wasn't allowed to wear certain things, oh. you know, you're limited to what you can wear on the weekends, obviously, it's really when you have creative, uh, <laughs> at least in my household, that's how it was. I so see. I don't know, but that might have something to do with it. You're right. And as opposed to, and now it's, you know, I can certainly have, uh, certainly can wear what I want to wear and buy what I want to buy as opposed to being a kid where you're more limited, yeah, you know, yeah. to what you can wear and have access to. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, also probably has something to do with the fact that my style is pretty defined at this point in my life, and obviously it wasn't when I was a teen or preteen. 
you know, it was probably all over the map. But I have to say, I was always into the trends. I mean, even as a young girl, I was always into, and not so much what is trendy, but I was always looking at what was out there and then kind of choosing and curating my own look out of what was, you know. You basically still do that, right? I sure do. (laughs) Only now I get paid for it. So, um, yeah, I, I guess so. I don't know. I just – I was thinking about this, and I feel like it's too soon. That's my take on it. For the 90s. Okay. Or maybe it's just that I don't love the 90s as much as I love other decades. That may be the case, too. Especially because it was minimalism. Minim- minimalist. And um, which I like now, you know, delicate jewelry I like now, but we also have the option to go the other end of the spectrum, and we're chunky jewelry, so there's more options, and to mix it in with different things. Mm. Needless to say. All right. Well, um, that being said, I have I, – actually, I'm going to take a break. And okay. we come back, what skirt will replace the midi skirt for fall? So midi, M-I-D-I, I always talk about that. We're going to find out what's going to take the place of it. You won't want to miss it. Stay tuned on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. All right, so... The midi skirt has been around for a few seasons, and uh, you know whether it's the office, weddings, cocktail hour, off duty. I think the midi skirt has kind of been working overtime in our closets, at least for the past few seasons. And uh, you know, like any other trend that's spent a few seasons in the spotlight, there comes a moment when you're like, okay, what's next? Um, at least the fashion people do. By fashion people, I mean me. <laughs> and um, so what's the big skirt trend for fall? Where's the hemline, right? As we like to say, is it high? Is it low? Here it is. Are you ready? It's low. It's floor skimming. Now we're speaking my language. I love this. Um, so back to maxis. And we go, I have to say, I never, I never stray far from a maxi skirt anyway, no matter what. This one thing, I don't even want to call it a trend. One type of uh, look that I will wear year-round doesn't matter if it's in, out, don't care, love it. And, you know, as I always tell my clients, if there's something that you love, do not pay attention to trends. Trends are just, to me, it's almost like reading the horoscope. It's fun. It's entertainment. Don't take it too seriously. You know, you can have a laugh. Or you can say, oh, that's me. You know, I'm so whatever, fill in the blank, Capricorn or Scorpio. And uh, it's kind of the same with trends. And I know I can say that because I am abreast of the situation and I am always in the know. Yeah, so maybe it's a little different for me. I admit that. But I, I just think sometimes people will get caught up on trends and what's – is this okay? Is this outdated? And, uh, you know, my answer is always if it's if it's a good fit and you really feel comfortable in it, 
then don't worry about it. So floor skimming skirts, I'm very excited. Maxis are huge for the fall. And what I like is there's a range of styles. So pleated, that's my favorite. Tailored, checkered, floral, it's all there. And guess what this goes great with? Cowboy boot trend. Love it. I really love it. Actually, I think I might have said that that's how I would wear it for sure. By the way, just side note, I have not purchased my cowboy boots yet. <laughs> I am going on a trip soon, so there may be a purchase in my near future if, if I come across it. I'm waiting patiently to find the right pair. And so, and I don't know where that's going to be. Now, I could easily... Well, you could go to Texas. Well, well, yes, but they probably would be too authentic and not high enough heel. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. I do I want one with a little bit of a heel. Hmm. And since, you know, the Fendi pair off the runway is certainly not in my budget, because <laughs> I could have those tomorrow if, you know, I had no budget. Um, so I'm kind of waiting to see. I'm not, I'm not specific. To, I don't have to have a certain designer. I just need to love them. So whether they come from Topshop or H&M or they are designer, maybe, or they come from Barney's, um, they just have to be, you know, something that I really love. So... I'll keep you updated on that. So anyway, I think that goes great with this, with a maxing skirt. And so styling tips for a floor skimming skirt. This can be tricky, uh, especially if you don't wear heels. Um, so my advice is you've got to keep it contemporary. I think a pointy toe or a pointy boot looks best because you're talking a lot of fabric that goes all the way to the floor. Um, and then, you know, keep it really simple on the top. I would keep it a basic fitted shirt, whether it's a tee or it's a button down. Um, winter time, fall time, I would, you can even do a chunky sweater. N- something not too heavy, though. You have to be careful. Chunky, I mean, it could be like a turtleneck. It could be a cowl neck. But the fabric itself on the body can't be too, too bulky. Um, or boxy because then it's going to be a lot going on with a lot of maxi skirt and a lot on top. Um, so you've got to keep it contemporary regardless. You've got to keep it pretty simple. Um, and that's how I would style it. So that's the, the hemline. The gauntlet has been thrown. That is the hemline for fall. Which now where does the waist fall on that kind of a skirt? Right at the waist? Right or? at the waist. Okay. Yeah, this isn't a high-waisted thing or right. a low-waisted. Yeah, it's right at the waist. Um, and every maxi skirt I own has a nice waistband. Um, not, so a fairly large belt would work well with Yeah, it. you could mm. also do a belt. Any, Actually, any size. You could do a oh. skinnier belt. You could do a thicker belt. I, I do often belt it, especially if it's something tucked in, which is most of the time, because yeah. I'm doing a pleated skirt. So that's mm. a lot of fabric again. So keeping it simple, tucking it in. And uh, I think that's eh, that might be one of my fall signature looks. I don't know. Every season, I feel like there's something that I just keep gravitating towards and uh, change it, change it up. So, all right. In other fashion news, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker just launched her second, or will launch her no, just launched her second uh, collection for Gap Kids. So interesting that they have tapped her to do this. Um, just be- and, and I say interesting because of where they are in the retail world. They've been struggling for a while. So I think it's interesting the idea of celebrities designing a collection for you know, a brand such as Gap, Gap Kids. Um, she was inspired by hand-me-downs and sharing. You know, she comes from a big family. I think she was one of eight. And uh, her collection includes floral embellishments, rabbit print sweaters, furry backpacks, striped rugby shirts. I actually saw pictures of this collection. It's really cute for kids. And price point is great. It's $14.95 to $78. 
available August 27th and online and in stores, Gap Kids. Um, but yeah, it's kind of very basic. It's like your basic comfortable clothing that kids should be wearing anyway. So, um, and you know, something I say celebrity, I should, I should say she is a celebrity, but she is also a designer. She's done, she has her shoe line out and she's done clothing before she did her own. I remember years ago, it was called bitten. I remember, cause I think I still have a denim jacket from that line. Um, so she's done this before and I, I always felt that, um, you know, I, I'm not a fan of when a celebrity sort of as I like to say, slaps their names on a, on a label, you know, puts their label on clothing, and you think you know that they're not designing or have any part of the design process. Um, I don't. I believe she does. That's what I, I mean. That's what I think and believe. I'm pretty. I don't know 100, percent but I really feel like she does. She knows a lot about fashion, and um, I'm sure has studied and done what she's had to do to really, you know, put her name on this stuff. She There's seems... a certain authenticity to her. Yes. As it seem, seems like anyway. I, I remember the last time I saw her was on Comedians Getting Coffee in Cars. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, she had just bought, a, a, I guess you would call it a reclaimed late 70s Ford station wagon, Country Squire, Wow. And this is what they drove around in. I mean, it was a tank. It was huge, but it was in perfect condition. Of course. And she was thrilled to have it. Of course. Yeah, because it reminded her, I guess, of being a kid with all the kids in the car and right. going places. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. There is a certain authenticity to her, which is I've always been a fan of, of her since, uh, my God, since Square Pegs. Wow. Talk about 80s flashback. Um, I remember that's when I first uh, knew her name. Um, so yeah, I, I guess because of that reason, you kind of trust that she certainly has a lot to, not only that, she's, she's out there marketing, even with her shoe line. Now I haven't seen her a lot with Gap Kids cause it's new. I've seen a, a little bit, some marketing with her and a bunch of kids, but with her shoe line, she has been all over social media. She's physically been in the store. There was a pop-up store last year that was in Midtown Manhattan, you know, constantly on social media, promoting it. She was in the store several Several times, hmm. you know, she doesn't have to be in the store. You know, making, doing personal appearances at Bloomingdale's and come join me, say hi. I mean, it really, she really seemed like it was hands-on An investment, um, in more than just money. Yeah, personal. Yeah. She was, yeah, she was there physically there. Hmm. So, that being said. Um, the, the line is cute for Gap Kids, so that's, yeah, available August 27th. And then on the other side, another one of my favorite celebrities, Victoria Beckham. So she's doing her first ever collection for Reebok, and it is inspired by Shaquille O'Neal. Hmm. So uh, I knew this, I heard about this, or knew something was going on uh, a while ago, months ago. Why? Because I follow her on Instagram. And I'm, like, obsessed not only with her, but her whole family. I think they're just adorable. Every last drop of them. And uh, so I had seen pictures of her with Shaquille O'Neal walking. They had these T-shirts on that I'm like, okay, somebody's doing something because it's a clear plain black or plain white T-shirt with an image of, of someone j- doing a, you know, a, 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 taking a shot. Basketball. Basketball yeah. player, right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I thought, all right, well, I didn't know if it was him or her. I figured it was her, but maybe with the, not sure what was happening. They weren't really announcing it. So that's what it is. Um, and interesting enough, um, because the collection was really about the 80s, 90s, I guess. And she said when she thinks about Reebok at that time, she thinks about 
Shaquille O'Neal. She thinks about sports and she thinks about Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, that makes sense. She could have easily said, well, I think about the Spice Girls, right? <laughs> and she could have easily just taken her own, you know, inspiration from her own decade. But um, so it's sort of the, the collection's very small. It's sort of street, streetwear-esque, I want to call it. Very basic t-shirts, hoodies, socks, and it's all just black and white with little pops of red. It's pretty simple. Um the campaign, the campaign is really cute. There's a lot of pictures of her and Shaq. There was even a picture of her wearing Shaq's shoes, <laughs> which was – yes, it was exactly that. Hilarious. Um, so pretty interesting um, stuff. Um, and you know, like I said, pretty basic So um, for her. But um, she, I like, again, the fact that she was really hands-on and she had all you know reasons behind this and she thought about it and it wasn't just, okay, we'll just throw out some T-shirts and put my name on it. So – Another person I love. Last but not least, my one of my favorite collaborations this year was Jeremy Scott with H&M. So on his Moschino collection. So he designs for Moschino and, as well as his own namesake. And uh, this was actually uh, revealed a few months ago. I think it was revealed around Coachella, which I think is like May, June. Um, so, But I believe it debuts on November 8th, so it's coming soon. And, um, you know, I, when I think of Moschino, I think of the original, you know, cheap and chic or high-low type of look, although it's not always cheap. Um, and then you put H&M. I thought, well, this is like the perfect duo. So Jeremy Scott, known for, you know, he's like the master of interpreting mass market icons into his designs. So McDonald's. Um, Barbie, all these, you know, he works into his designs. It's very almost like pop art, very colorful. I think it's the perfect, perfect uh, marriage between him and H&M. And, uh, you know, H&M also been doing collaborations with celebrities for 16 years. So I thought about that. Yeah, I remember the first one was with Carl Lagerfeld, who designs for Chanel. Um, So interesting, all these collaborations are going on. I I think it's safe to say that's the way that the design world or retail especially is going. Um, So, you know, it's changing. It's a changing market and it's changing the way we see things, the way we buy things, and certainly the way we have access to things. So and I have to say I like it. I like that idea. Keeps it new, keeps it fresh. I think it's good for everyone all around, mm-hmm. you know. So um but anyway, that collection debuts on November 8th in H&M. And like I said, I'll probably take a peek at that collection. I think it's it's certainly going to be very colorful and interesting. And again, Jeremy Scott is genius in in his in his visions and what he brings to life. It's not for everyone, I'll say this. It's not for the faint of heart and it's definitely not for someone who just wears black, white and gray. <laughs> so, but again, nice pieces, pops of color here and there. Um it should be interesting. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to see what he what he brings. I'm also excited to hear about some more co- collaborations that are coming up soon, which um, I'll be ta- probably talking about in the next couple of weeks, things that are happening for the holiday season. So more of that. When is someone going to ask me to collab? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be a designer. No. I would need to – I need, like, five assistants because uh-uh. they would have to really do all the work because I wouldn't know what I'm doing. But I would have the ideas, I think. I think. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so that's all I've got for you in fashion news. 
And I've got lots more coming up in the next couple of weeks. I've got Fashion Week to go to. I've got lots of hot topics to talk about. And some of my blogger friends are going to be joining me in the upcoming weeks. We're going to talk about Fashion Week. And we're going to have other opinions from other ladies. You won't want to miss that. So stay with us. Thanks for joining me on 1490 WGCH. Oh, oh, oh.